Welcome into the In the Money podcast. Saturday, October 1st, one week from the opening weekend at Keeneland. Six days, actually. But for this particular program, we're facing, we're up at Aqueduct in New York for the Belmont at Aqueduct meet. Joined by Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And uh, Jim, we're going to take a look at their late pick four, which includes three graded stakes. Starts in the eighth race with a grade two Miss Grillo for two-year-old fillies and a while in the 16th on the turf. Who do you like? Well, I don't like the favorite here. I think the favorite certainly is going to get a lot of support. Be your best on the outside for Jose Ortiz. Coming off two impressive wins. You can't say anything bad about her, but I actually like Alluring Angel. Uh, watched her at uh, Kentucky Downs. They shipped her down there off a, off a maiden win at Saratoga, and she almost took down a $450,000 stakes race. Had a really bad start and uh, came running at the end and just got nipped, just came short of a horse called Dante Macabre, um, and Alluring Angel looked look good at that race. And I, I've always liked horses who come back from Kentucky Downs in their next race, and I think she's going to be fit, and I think she's 9-2 to two would be a bargain on her if you can get that. Pick four, you got to use be your best. Uh, this has been super impressive the first two times out. Same distance. Uh, Alluring Angel does stretch out, but I don't think she'll have a problem with that. And uh, I'm going to also use free look for Chad Brown because it's Flavi and Pratt and Chad Brown. So I'm going to go three deep in the pick four, but I really like Alluring Angel. Yes, Jim, I like Alluring Angel as well. Uh, same reasons you do. And as far as getting the, the distance, stretching out, um, this horse coming out of that Kentucky Downs race, I think that track adds fitness. So I think uh, she'll be just fine. Uh, I like the, the other two you mentioned, free look and be your best. The other one I'm going to throw in is Pleasant Passage. It was a debut winner uh, going long for Shug McGahey. And he's not a guy that really cranks him up for the first start usually. And uh, actually uh, watched the race. The horse was very impressive that day up at Saratoga. And I read Ortiz signs on to ride. So I'm going to throw that one in as well and go four deep when we get to the pick four. The grade three Belmont turf sprint is next for three-year-olds and up. They'll go six furlongs on the turf and up at Aqueduct. That means a good long run down the backside. So I don't think the outside post positions are uh, quite as much of an issue as they might be at five or five and a half. Uh, I ended up taking chewing gum in here. Uh, I think it's a, a even bigger class drop than it might look on paper. The race at Kentucky Downs last time, I think, is uh, this horse faced better than most of the ones he's facing here. Uh, I think the race two back, up at uh, Woodbine, that horse, Philo Ariana, is a Mark Cassie horse that I think is probably going to win a grade one at some point. Uh, the six furlong distance should be right in Chewing Gum's alley. And, uh, again, gets that long back stretch to, to find a position and come from off the pace to get the money. Uh, Arzak, another horse coming out of Kentucky Downs, uh, gets a good post in Ired Ortiz and in career best form. So I want to use that one. Uh, Dancing Buck, I think, is trending up. Uh, so I'm going to put that one on the ticket. Voodoo Zip, it's Clement and Rosario, second off the layoff. Uh, Thin White Duke seems to be uh, peaking, but I, I have a feeling that horse just peaked at Saratoga. It might regress a little bit in this spot, but I'm going to uh, put him on the ticket just because it is a wide-open race. And then Scuttlebuzz on the outside just because the horse is four for four on this turf course. So I'm going six deep in this race, but uh, I like chewing gum on top. How about you? I'm going five deep. I used every horse except the last one that you mentioned. I did not use Scuttlebuzz. Uh, I, I didn't like the last couple races before they went off the turf at the at parks. Horse went off at 45 to one in the Forbidden Apple. So uh, 
if he runs back to where he's run here, he's got he's got a shot. But I, I use those same five horses. I only I took Arzak on top. Arzak uh, finished ahead of Chewing Gum at Kentucky Downs, and um, if you take that horse, you know you maybe maybe this horse didn't like Kentucky Downs that well, and before that race had paired. 97, 97, 97, 99 buyers, all at Woodbine and Saratoga. So first time at Aqueduct, that's a question mark. But I read Ortiz's riding just like he always does in New York. So I think Arzak for the win. Other horses that you mentioned, Voodoo Zip, Thin White Duke, Dancing Buck, and Chewing Gum. And Chewing Gum would be my second choice coming out of that Kentucky Downs race. So uh, sounds like a Kentucky Downs connection going back to Aqueduct for us. Let's go to the 10th race. It's the grade one champagne leg race with a lot of uh, history. Two-year-olds going uh, of one-turn mile. Uh, who do you like in the champagne? Well, I just I like Gulfport simply because he's had more experience in verifying. Verifying maybe down the road is going to be better, but I can't take him off just a maiden win uh, when Gulfport has faced Damon's Mound and Forte, who's skipping this race to hopefully run the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland. So I'm going to take Gulfport on the outside for Asmussen. Uh, horses fired every time out. Uh, didn't didn't particularly run as well at Saratoga as they'd hoped because he was obviously the favorite, but I knew Damon's Mound would be tough to handle. I'm surprised Forte beat him so easily. But I think he's I think he's the best horse in this race. Verifying may be better down the road. I'm going to take Verifying second. I also use Blazing Sevens for Chad Brown. I'm going to toss the hopeful and say that he didn't like the sloppy track. And hopefully he co- he comes back to that 85 maiden special weight uh, breaker at Saratoga. If he goes forward from that, um, also picks up Flavian Pratt. Uh, Franco takes Champion's Dream. I don't know what the situation there. I don't know if Franco chose that horse or if they just chose Pratt. Uh, he's becoming Chad Brown's go-to rider. So I'm up at Blazing Sevens in there with a chance at a price. I uh, like verifying a lot in this spot. The horse was uh, heavily bet and then ran to that in the debut. Pedigree certainly there to handle the stretch out. And uh, I know there were some really strong workout reports on this horse. Uh, and so Brad Cox moving right into a grade one is uh, quite a show of confidence. So I'm going to bank on that and uh, – take a stand with verifying uh, I think blazing sevens is, is worth a look just off that 85 buyer in the debut uh, that was strong uh, champions dream uh, impressive debut win and, and uh, got bet uh, there at the end of the Saratoga meet and uh, I'm against Gulfport he's uh, I kind of have a feeling he peaked early and uh, uh, maybe uh, is not uh, ready to move forward just yet uh, so I'm going to take a strong stand actually I'm a single verifying when we get to the pick four uh, to go deeper in some other spots. Um, ten, the 11th race wraps up the late pick four. It's a first-level allowance for state breads, New York breads, Phillies and Mayors three and up at six furlongs. I, I don't, not surprisingly, have a strong opinion here. I took the eight, Rebo's Valentine. Uh, second off the layoff, and the horse uh, ran well coming on the comeback. And the horse has won here, and the race on the comeback was against uh, Allowance Company at Saratoga. Um, so... I think that horse has got a shot to uh, improve. Uh, can't hurry love, broke the maiden impressively off a layoff. Um, so that, you know, in a race with no standouts, you can certainly um, get high on that one. Linda Rice's barn's been on fire at this meet, so I'm going to use Carbon, the six. Tell a perfect tale, the seven. 
Good record at Aqueduct, so I'll use that one. And then Patria on the outside, the 10. It's Speed and uh, Irad Ortiz, so too good a combination to pass up in a wide open spot. So I'm going to go five deep, take Rebo's Valentine on top. How about you? I'm going to use Rebo's Valentine, the eight. I'm going to use the three, Can't Hurry Love. I think both those horses fit well. And uh, Can't Hurry Love especially got really good last time out uh, and has a chance to take these fillies wire to wire. But I really like uh, Rebo's Valentine for a second choice. I like Tell a Perfect Tale. Um, you mentioned the record at Aqueduct. And if you go back, um, they took this filly to Belmont, and she almost won an $80,000 allowance race. Took her to Finger Lakes, and she went off as a favorite, and she faded in a stretch, which doesn't doesn't give me a lot of confidence, except for the fact that this filly loves Aqueduct. Last three races were 80, 76, 85 buyer back in March. None of these fillies can touch that. I mean, not even close. The only close one is Can't Hurry Love with a 77. So, assuming she does like Aqueduct, Gomez gets five pounds. A lot of reasons to like Tell a Perfect Tale a whole lot in this race. I didn't single her because I think Rebo's Valentine and Can't Hurry Love have shots as well, but um, I like her a lot. Give me your pick four ticket. All right, a 67.50 ticket, no singles, uh, two, four, six with two, six, seven, 10, 11, with three, five, six with three, seven, eight for $67.50. I'm going two, three, four, six, with two, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, single the three, and then three, six, seven, eight, ten, sixty dollar ticket uh, for me, and I'm taking a strong stand there with verifying. So we are looking to build up the bankroll for the start of the Keeneland meets on uh, Friday. Uh, we'll be doing podcasts every day of the fall meet and uh, the weekly video peak, uh, pick of the week that we always do. So. Uh, good luck on uh, boosting the bankroll this weekend for the Keeneland meet. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That is the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.